morning. Good morning and welcome to Pacoima First United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Luis Garcia, pastor of this congregation. Blessings to you worshiping with us online. Blessings to all. Welcome everyone to this place that we call church. And that is the communion of the saints, the family of God that meets here at 11 a.m. to worship God to learn about God, and then to be sent out into the world and do something about our faith. Today we have a special guest, our district superintendent, and I forgot to ask her, how do you pronounce, pronounce the last name? But it's Melissa Rue, Rue, uh, mercy, uh, McKinnon. Uh, she will be sharing the message with us, and let's give her a warm Welcome. I wanted to say a big thank you for the invitation to come and share the message. And I also wanted to bring greetings from the conference, uh, from our bishop. And I have a thank you. This is a certificate of thanks for paying 100% of your 2022 apportionments. <laughs> It really is a great way in which um, you share and we share together as a connectional system, as a connectional church. So I'll give that to Pastor Luis. And again, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and for your um, willingness to participate in the connection. Your son? Oh, oh, and then um, I am lucky enough today that my um, eldest son, Connor, is here with us worshiping also. Welcome, welcome, Connor. Welcome, everyone. And thank you for being here. As we begin our time to praise the Lord, let us remember that this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Our worship leaders, the cars. Blessings to all. If you are able, please stand. Let us praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. What a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Let's give the Lord thanks this morning. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good.
morning. Bless your Lord. Please bow your heads for a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day. For this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for waking us up this morning and allowing us to be here to come and lift our hands, to come and hear your word, come and sing praises unto you. Because maybe everybody didn't wake up this morning, but we thank you that you saw fit to wake us up and that allowed us to be here, Father, in your presence. We ask you to bless this service, bless our guest today, our superintendent, as she brings forth the word, be with her, Father, and let us be doers of the word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We just want to take an opportunity to say thank you, Lord. Too often we go about our daily lives and we forget to thank God, not only for the big things, but for the little things. And I know that everybody in the sound of my voice has a personal praise this morning. Come on and think about that breakthrough that he made for you. Come on and think about that door that he opened. Come on and think about that bill that he paid. We just want to say thank you, Lord.
seated. Welcome, welcome everyone. And I would like to remind you that as we finish Hispanic Heritage Month, and as I announced a month ago, you will have a Mexican pastor preaching the whole month. It happened, it happened. And uh, we're celebrating this, uh, I mean, today with some food after worship, after worship, all right? And um, you're welcome to stay. And if you are watching online right now, you have about 30 minutes to come here and enjoy some good tamales. And thank you to all the families um, uh, that uh, helped us to put together uh, this, this meal today. Um, it, is, it is interesting because it doesn't matter uh, the church, where the church is, uh, the people in the church. When there's food in the Methodist church, Everything comes in place at the pump on, yes, amen, yeah. Before our Bible reading, uh, and uh, reading from Psalm 122.6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And in that sense, let us keep praying for peace in the whole region. Uh, things are not looking good, but prayer is a good start. So we also remember all those forgotten places where uh, they have been dealing with the evil of war for way too long. So let's keep praying for peace on earth. Amen. So it is refreshing. I think it's, it's a God thing that the Bible reading for today comes from the book of Psalms, Psalm 23. And um, I'll invite uh, Pam to come uh, forward to uh, read uh, the psalm. And I invite you, as you are able, to stand for the reading of the Word of God. Oh, it's for the... For the The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May the Lord have a blessing on this word. Amen. You may be seated. the Lord is my shepherd I have 
meadow's grass And he leads me beside the quiet stream He restores my failing hand And he helps me to do what honors him the most That's why I'm safe That's why I'm safe That's why I'm safe Safe in his arms Because the Lord is my shepherd Amen, amen. Wow. 
Thank you. What a beautiful way to, um, to start to praise God. Um, let us pray. Great and gracious God, I ask that the meditations of our hearts and the words that I will speak be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The 23rd Psalm was an extra psalm reading in the lectionary today. And so when I saw that, I was like, perfect. The 23rd Psalm has been prayed, sung, read, in corporate worship, and in private devotion for over 2,000 years. We have sought comfort in these words and the promises of God in this scripture. It is also one of the most memorized pieces of scripture. Most of us have memorized it, the King James Version. And I thought that we become so used to those words that sometimes if we hear it in a different version, it gives us a little more light into that scripture. And that first line for us identifies God as our shepherd, our good shepherd. And so one time in a book study I was teaching, we were reading a Rabbi Kushner's book on the 23rd Psalm. And in that meeting, one of the persons said, you know, I just read a story. I read a story about a sheep who had been lost for six years. And when they found it, it they shaved off 30 pounds of wool, right? Being lost for six years. And then um, one of the ladies of the study, she said, well, it's comforting to know that if you get lost for six years, you can come back, get a shave, and still look good. <laughs> and then how many of us are, are professional shepherds? Or we've tended sheep before? All right, all right, you have. Yep, right? Besides Pastor Luis, who might know a lot about sheep and, and how they act and the practices of um, shepherding, most of us don't know those details. And so we have to kind of um, with look at that relationship between shepherd and sheep that's talked about in our scripture. It, and then when I look at this metaphor, I, ha I have a little bit of a problem with it. Um, because it characterizes sheep as naive followers. Does that mean that we, as followers of Christ, just follow along without question? We don't use critical thinking in choosing to follow? Does this mean we expect someone will just take care of us? Yet the lectionary reading in our psalm calls for us to look at ourselves as sheep. So as we unpack this psalm that it speaks into our lives, like I said, if we hear it in a different translation, maybe it will help us to, to have a different or deeper understanding. The King James Version, we heard, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The sheep do not want anything. Again, 
I'm a little puzzled because I know that wanting some things is not healthy, but what about wanting to do a good job? What about wanting to preach a good sermon? Right? What about wanting peace for the world? What about wanting to help people seek justice? Wanting to end racism? Wanting to make sure that those who come across our borders are met with kindness and dignity? What about wanting all of these things? Shouldn't we, as followers of Christ, the shepherd of his flock, want these things? An end to the Israeli and Palestine conflict. And wanting to grow closer to God. So if we move from the King James Version to the NRSV Version, we hear, the, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. What does it mean to lack nothing? Is this not just a God who attends to our material needs or that will just always have an overabundance of stuff? We know that's not true. Are we sheep um, and see that our relationship with our good shepherd is a transactional kind of one-sided thing where God takes care of us as we blindly follow? Mm, that doesn't sit right either. I mean, for that, uh, the image of the vending machine God, have you heard that image before? Like we go up to God and we put in whatever, our devotion or whatever, and then God just gives us what we want. That's not it yet. There's just something deeper than all of this. And as I wrestled with this scripture, have you ever wrestled with scripture? <laughs> right? Gets in there and stirs up some stuff. And I kept struggling with this scripture. And there are days I still struggle. But God has a way of answering. And not always as we, we think. And not always in the timing. But I was, you know, wrestling with the scripture and really not thinking about it. And I came across this painting of the Good Shepherd. And it had Christ um, in the picture and the, and the sheep in his, the crook of his arm. And it was a beautiful pastel picture, very peaceful. I'm like, okay. And as I'm looking and drawn into this piece of art, I look up into the left-hand side, and there's this cloud. And you would have expected by the painting, the first look of the painting, that it would have been a nice, white, puffy cloud. But it wasn't. It was a storm cloud. It was a threatening kind of cloud. It was one of those clouds when you knew something was brewing. And I said, what was this painter thinking? There's a disconnect between this image of Christ as our shepherd and then this cloud in the left-hand corner. 
Then I saw it. Then I saw it. That cloud materialized as a wolf. That cloud materialized as a wolf. And then I understood that we lack nothing because God is with us. There is something deeper in that relationship with Christ that leads the sheep, that takes care of us. And then we hear this line that even in the midst of or off to the future, there is this ominous cloud. God leads us to still waters. The wonderful phrase that feeds our weary souls, that in all that is stirring in our life, personally and across the world, that God leads us beside still waters, giving us rest. In fact, Alice W. Hunt writes that the word beside in Hebrew um, pre-proposes that it's most often to or upon as opposed beside. God leads me to waters of rest. God cause, causes me to be refreshed upon the waters of rest. In fact, restores my soul is that God gives us life breath. The Message Bible says... True to your word, you let me catch my breath. Huh, how many of us need to sit and catch our breath? Catch my breath. And then sends me in the right direction. Catch my breath. Breathe into me the breath of life and sends me in the right direction. And once we're rested and we're sent into the right direction, God understands life. That's one thing that's so wonderful about the Psalms, right? Because the Psalms speak to us right where we're at. It praises God and then it understands that we are going to encounter troublesome storms. We're going to encounter the wolves in our lives. And so after the rest, God knows that when we travel in our life, we are going to come to that valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Early in my Christian journey, I understood that line in a very specific way that anyone who was physically dying or passing from this life into the next, that line was for them. Well, then life happened to me, right? Life happens to us. And we understand that that valley is much 
bigger than somebody physically passing from this life to the next. That valley is about all kinds of trouble. Yes, those who are going through the physical death, those who are walking with them, their loved ones. But there's all kinds of death in this life. Death of dreams, death of jobs, death of relationships. There is much tragedy, struggle, pains that we encounter in our journeys. And so this line about walking through the valley of the shadow of death isn't for just particular situation. It's for all of us. For all of us, when we come to that time when we are walking through rough roads, we hear that line of comfort that I will walk with God in those times. The shepherd leads us. We will live in the presence of our good shepherd who will be with us in those times. The sheep aren't just blind followers who believe in God's providence. They understand that the clouds that bring trouble, the wolves that threaten us. So the sheep are not creatures of blind obedience, but creatures who radically trust their shepherd. Not only is God with us in times of trouble, God prepares a table for us, a feast. Do you see this rhythm of life? Do you see how the shepherd pulls us in, gives us life breath, is with us when we face troubles, and then we celebrate. We have this feast where our cup overflows with goodness. Now, I remember one of those feasts, and I remember how it filled all who were gathered. Now, this feast was not a decadent meal with a table set um, like for Thanksgiving with all the fine china flowers and everything. This was a different table. My husband and I had been invited to provide a meal for um, some um, immigrants who had just come over and were being housed in a house that a church had uh, turned into a place where immigrants could come and rest and get their footing. So we were simply invited to bring a meal, and I am sure that meal was very simple. I'm not a great cook. <laughs> I can cook a few things. But I'm sure that meal was very simple. And so we brought it to this, um, to this house. And it was funny because unbeknownst to us, it was the eve of Dea de San Juan which is the eve of the feast of St. John the Baptist. 
Now, if you think about that, St. John the Baptist, what do you equate with St. John the Baptist? Baptism. And we baptize with water. Well, part of the celebration of this feast is to pour water over people. And so my husband and I were met <laughs> with a bowl of water being thrown on us. We were a little shocked. And then all of a sudden, that shock dissolved. That shock dissolved as we heard the laughter, the exuberant joy that was filling this area where we were going to have this meal outside. And we began to laugh and be filled with the Holy Spirit as a, this community came together to feast, to feast on a simple meal, to feast on the Holy Spirit that was poured out upon all of us. Our lives ran over with joy, with laughter, with table fellowship, and the goodness and mercy of God. Because God prepares a table before us. And our cups runneth over. Now, I often think about this psalm when I think about the life of Jesus. This is a psalm that Jesus would have known. He, in his own journey and ministry, would have said this prayer, offered this scripture as he was going about ministering, as he was rejoicing in those places in his ministry that brought forth goodness and mercy. And he would, I am sure, pray this psalm when he met with difficulties. I can see Jesus proclaiming this psalm when he was rejoicing, saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. So as Jesus spoke this psalm, Jesus became this psalm. As we begin to understand that Jesus took this psalm in his ministry and became our good shepherd. Are we sheep? I would say yes. For myself, in the light of understanding that sheep are not blindly obedient animals, but sheep who radically trust in God, while aware, fully aware, that the wolves and the dangers of this world are real. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't that a blessing that we can say our God understands exactly what we're going through? That God understands life is not pie in the sky, everything's okay, you follow Jesus and everything is okay. Anybody who says that to you, run. <laughs> because our God understands the fullness of life. That there are wolf-like forces, terror, brokenness, exclusion, violence, and death. Are we sheep? Yes. Yes. 
You can count me in the fold, for I am one who tries to radically trust in God and God's way for my life and for the world. I, so when I wonder, do you ever wonder about Jesus? I kind of said in the beginning that I kind of wonder sometimes, wrestle with scripture. Or when I wander, yeah, if I wander, I know that God will find me. God will find me. The good shepherd will look for me. Now, sometimes that good shepherd is a friend here in the community who says, where have you been? We miss you. Or a friend in the community who says, come feast at our table. Sometimes God is calling to us through that song on the radio. And we hear God calling us, come to the still waters. Trust in that valley you're facing. And be present at the table. Because your spirit, your life will overflow with the goodness and the mercy and the good things of God. Amen. Thank you, Leas. Thank you. Thank you. And we thank God uh, today uh, we have Leola with us. Blessings to you. Hope everything is better now. Yes, thank you. Thanks be to God.
as we come um, to our time when, when we offer our worship to God through our offerings and tithes, let us remember that God loves the cheerful giver. For you worshiping online, you will see on your screen uh, the ways you can send your tithes and your offerings. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Let us receive uh, the offering, and while we're receiving this offering, again, everybody invited to uh, stay. After worship, we have some uh, Mexican food, and um, right now, it actually is international food from Mexico. So let's receive the offerings too. us pray. Holy God, as we bring our offering today, may our giving this day and our living this week reflect our desire to be on your path, on your ways, lacking nothing because you are with us. And also looking not only for our well-being but looking for the, to share your blessings with those in need multiply and transform these resources into acts of kindness and acts of justice that reflect the faith we have in you it is in jesus name that we pray and your children say together amen and amen thank you so thanks again uh, Yes, Melissa, to, um, for this time sharing. Thank you, Connor. Um, we just want to wish you peace in all your travelings, blessings to you, your family, your ministry. Um, we know we are in the middle of a lot of things as a United Methodist Church in, in our country. Uh, and I, I really uh, invite the congregation to pray for our leaders in our denomination. Um, at this moment, uh, we will receive the benediction from our district superintendent. So I, I, I invite you to stand as you are able and receive the benediction. Will you come? Let us go out in the name of Jesus Christ, that we might go out into the world being empowered by the Holy Spirit to bring peace, joy, love to all whom we meet, that we might be able through our lives to say to the world, God loves you. Amen. Let the people of God say, 